On today's episode, we talk about planning for the future and the most important decision you've never considered until now. Stay tuned. If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker, and my goal is to bring the clarity purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. It is still November, National Hospice and Palliative Care Month. Woohoo! And as promised, we're going to go and cover some basics of the field, because if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I truly, truly believe the concepts and conversations that we have in palliative care, that we have with our patients, their families, the concepts are universal and they would be way more valuable if we started employing them now. So stay tuned to the end of the episode because I cover something very important that every single responsible adult should do and how it can be immensely stressful for your loved ones if you don't. Okay, so let's talk today about healthcare proxies, also known as healthcare agents or different names include a healthcare surrogate, which sometimes can be confusing or medical power of attorney. And I know this is a super, super sexy topic, but (laughs) that's sarcasm if you couldn't tell, but it is extremely important. And, you know, with things going the way that they have the past 18 months, it's just incredibly valuable to be able to know what it is and to designate someone to be your healthcare proxy. So what is it? A healthcare proxy is different from, let's say, a power of attorney who usually you appoint to handle your estate, your finances, if something should happen to you. A medical power of attorney or healthcare proxy is different and that you choose someone to make medical decisions for you in the event that you cannot make your own medical decisions. This is only if you are, for some reason, unable to communicate or understand what's going on or something along those lines. And usually people will choose a primary person and then they'll choose one or possibly two alternates to be backups in case the primary person that they elect is unavailable or doesn't feel comfortable doing the or making the medical decisions. And what's important about choosing a healthcare proxy is the selection process. A lot of people think that you have to choose someone who's related to you, a family member, but it doesn't have to necessarily be family. It could be a friend or a trusted confidant. What's most important is that you choose someone who knows you very well and not just in a personal sense, but 
really knows what your goals are, what your values are, and how you would want to be treated for certain medical conditions, what things you would want, what things you would maybe be okay with a trial of, and what treatments you absolutely do not think would benefit you from a medical standpoint. And what's also important is to choose someone who you feel would be able to make the decisions for you without bringing in their own judgment, without bringing in their own biases. And this is really important. I've had a lot of patients who, when I bring this up with them, they'll say, oh, you know, I couldn't choose my, let's say, child because they're, they would be too attached to me and they wouldn't be able to emotionally separate themselves from the outcome, from my outcome in a sense. And so they choose someone who they feel could be a little bit more impartial because the important thing is that they are making decisions as if you would be making medical decisions if you could speak for yourself. They're not there to make decisions based on their own values. It's substituted judgment in a sense. And every state has different regulations and rules about how to fill out a healthcare proxy. So the best thing to do would be to Google healthcare proxy or healthcare agent and then type in the name of your state. And usually your state government healthcare website will pop up and then you can see what those forms look like and what you need to do to fill it out. Usually you have to have a couple witnesses. Some states may or may not require a lawyer. Um, In New York, that is not the case. We don't need a lawyer to fill it out. And some of you might be asking, okay, well, I have a spouse or I don't really want to choose anyone. Why should I fill out a healthcare proxy? I'm fine. I'm healthy. I you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not ill or dying. And I recommend that everyone, every single person has a healthcare proxy. I have one. My colleagues have one. It's just something that as we get older and we have more responsibilities or we have more people relying on us, especially if you're a parent or a caregiver, or even just someone that has family members who love them or friends who love them. It's important to be able to have these frank discussions with the people that you care about so that they know what to do in the event of an emergency. And this really, really came up with the pandemic because when people were coming in during the surge at the beginning, we would ask them. We couldn't speak with them in person as we usually do. And so those visual cues were missing. So because they had limited visitors because of the pandemic, we had to call everyone on the phone. People would come in 40, 50, 60 who were otherwise healthy, maybe some chronic medical conditions, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, run-of-the-mill things. 
And we would ask their family members, hey, you know, your loved one is super sick right now with this new virus that we don't really know a lot about. And we have a lot of difficult decisions to make in the coming days or weeks. Have you ever discussed these types of situations with your loved one? Do you know what they would want in the case of an emergency that they, for some reason, needed to be on the ventilator, needed to have a breathing tube placed, needed much more support from a cardiovascular standpoint? You know, what if, God forbid, their heart stopped on its own? That sort of thing. And so many people just never had any of these conversations because, you know, these are very uncomfortable conversations to have. I totally get it. And in a sense, talking about it makes it seem more real. If we just ignore it, it, we just believe that nothing will happen to us, that we're invincible. It'll never be a reality. But as uncomfortable as those conversations are, you want to know what's more uncomfortable? Getting to the point where something like a global pandemic does happen and you have to make a decision for your family member using substituted judgment when you don't really even know what they would have wanted. It causes people an immense amount of anguish and stress. They go back and forth thinking, am I doing the right thing? Is this what my loved one would have wanted? And that's exactly what we saw during the pandemic. I mean, these were patients who otherwise could have lived another 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years. You know, when you're young and middle-aged, the last thing on your mind is what's going to happen to me in the case of an emergency. And with these uncomfortable conversations, you know, we see things on TV or in a movie where someone gets really sick and they have to be in the intensive care unit or on a ventilator. Most people are comfortable or perhaps have mentioned at some point, like, I would never want to be a vegetable, you know, referring to being in a persistent vegetative state where they're not aware or truly conscious, but their body is still kind of performing the needs of keeping you alive, breathing, pumping your heart and the blood and exchanging oxygen into carbon dioxide, et cetera. But there is a huge range of possibilities between your current state of functioning and awareness and a persistent vegetative state. You know, what if for some reason you were paralyzed or needed a feeding tube? Or something happened with your lungs and you can't really breathe on your own and you need the assistance of a ventilator or for an undetermined amount of time? What if you were bedbound and had to be cared for 24-7 in a facility of some sort, but you otherwise had your mental faculties all about you? You know, something like ALS where the body 
deteriorates, but the mind, for the most part, is spared. There's a lot of variability in between those two extremes. And the truth is, most people don't have the knowledge to even consider that, and they don't have the resources and the courage, to be honest, to have these conversations to say like, I have no idea what I would want, but you know what's important to me is X, Y, and Z. So like I said, everyone, everyone should have a healthcare proxy, young, old, sick, healthy, it doesn't matter. It is the most responsible thing you can do when it comes to planning your life. Now, I also wanted to mention what happens if you do not choose a healthcare proxy. This is a legal document. You can carry it around. You can show it to your doctors. You can give copies to your the person that you choose and that sort of thing. If you do not choose a healthcare proxy, if you do not elect someone to make medical decisions for you in the case that you are not able to make your own, and this is state dependent, but usually what happens is it the state will set forth a hierarchy of people that they believe are, let's say, closest to you or who would know you the best and ask them to make medical decisions for you. And again, this varies based on state, but I'll just tell you what happens in our state, which is usually the first ranking person is a spouse or a legal spouse or a domestic partner. Some states will recognize domestic partners, some won't, and the definitions of that will vary between states. And then it goes to an adult child. And this is important because some people have multiple children. There isn't a difference in hierarchy between, let's say, the firstborn or the youngest or that sort of thing. And I will tell you, it causes a lot of strife when a fam a parent gets sick and their adult children start fighting with each other because there are different opinions of what they should do you know i've i've had patients children who just start yelling at each other like oh you're killing mom by taking her off the ventilator or or no you're just keeping her alive and torturing her cuz you want to see her suffer it's it's a lot so just keep that in mind so spouse or domestic partner, adult children, then it goes to a parent, then an adult sibling, and then like a friend or coworker or someone who's not really blood related. So, and again, you can just imagine the different family dynamics that come in when people think that let's say, oh, I'm being cared for at home by my sister who lives with me, who cares for me, you know, shouldn't she be the one who makes decisions? Well, maybe, but if you, let's say, had a spouse from a while ago that you're separated from, but never made it official by formally divorcing, that spouse might have more of a say as to what medical decisions, what treatments you will or will not receive and take precedence over your sister. So 
there's a lot of variability. Like I said, we find people who have long lost spouses in a different country or their child from another marriage or another relationship comes in and starts making decisions that the rest of the family is like this this patient would never want this for themselves but because of complex family dynamics these things happen and so that's why we always say choose a healthcare proxy because that person will take precedence because it is a legal document it's a legal designation that person will take precedence over the other surrogates we call them in that hierarchy of who gets to make medical decisions for you in the case that you're unable to. And so I I wanted to share that choosing a healthcare proxy is so much more than just planning for the future in case of emergencies. You know, it's about living a life that is in line with the values that you hold dear. It's about the quality of your life and not just when you get sick, but also right now. We had a patient once that came in. She was young, probably in her 40s, I want to say. And I don't exactly remember because I didn't take care of her myself, but she, I believe, had a seizure or a fall or a brain bleed, something that caused her to have a catastrophic neurologic injury. And it was incredibly serious with a very limited chance of recovery, as in, you know, the doctors thought that best case scenario would be that she would spend her days and her life bedbound, connected to machines, being cared for by staff at a facility. And she would likely never be able to converse or wake up or be truly aware. And for some people, that is an existence that they're perfectly happy with. And they say, as long as my heart is beating, then I have life. And, you know, everyone is different. But for this woman, her family, who were obviously devastated, but they said that she lived her life in a way that there was no doubt in their minds what she would have wanted. And she apparently had a tattoo that said, live life to the fullest, something along those lines. And she was a dancer and was just so full of energy and appreciation for her existence that they knew immediately once the doctors gave them the information that she would never have wanted that kind of life in a facility, being cared for by people, not being able to interact. That didn't make their decision any less awful or any less heartbreaking but it gave them the peace of mind that there was no question that that what they were doing was unequivocally what she would have chosen for herself if she could have 
been in the room and sat there listening to what the doctors told her. There was no question in their minds because of the values of her life. And that's the real point that I want to get across with choosing a healthcare proxy with these basics of palliative care. It's not just getting sick. It's not just preparing for emergencies. You know, if you don't think that you'd find being bedbound an acceptable quality of life, then live a life now that values movement. You know, turn off Netflix, get off the couch, go move, get a walk in, stretch, find a video and dance like nobody's watching. If you want to preserve your ability to communicate with others, you enjoy connecting, then create a life that values connection. Catch up with a friend, call your mom, patch things up with your sibling after you had that big blowout fight years ago and things haven't been the same since. If you don't want to rely on someone else to care for you 24-7, then start incorporating habits that focus on healthier nutrition stop smoking, get annual checkups, get your labs drawn, wear sunscreen, all these things that we can embrace and we can start changing right now, not only when something serious happens to us or the people we love. And this shift in perspective is important. I'm emphasizing these things not to scare you into doing it because you're afraid of the future. Of course, that's never, ever my intention. But the goal is is to have this perspective, this mindset shift of having the utmost respect for your life, for your wonderful existence, for the simple fact that you're breathing and listening to this podcast. And so how do you do that? You can plan for the future by electing a healthcare proxy and you can nurture the relationships with the people who'll be making decisions for you. You can discuss what quality of life you'd be able to tolerate in the future and make changes to improve aspects of your current life that are less than ideal. You can have difficult conversations about what a meaningful life would look like if you or someone you loved were to get sick, and you can find ways to create a meaningful and fulfilling life now. These aren't mutually exclusive. They are universally applicable concepts that we can use to transform our lives for the better, starting today, starting right now. So that one day, when it's all said and done, we can rest our eyes, smile, and say, I've had a great life on this earth. A damn good life. I'm ready for what comes next. Like, what a way to end, eh? So that's your homework for this week. Google Healthcare Proxy and the name of your state See what you need to be able to designate one. 
And this is even more important if you're listening and you have parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, or anyone in your life who already has a serious medical illness or multiple medical conditions. Have some honest conversations with them about what's important to them, what trade-offs they're willing to make when it comes to awareness, function, ability to care for themselves, and things of that nature. Because I promise you that the discomfort now of having those conversations is nothing compared to the agony of making those decisions without knowing what your loved one's preferences are ahead of time. So go out, do this, DM me on Instagram if you have any questions at Purpose Filter. Make photocopies for yourself once you've completed the paperwork. Give a copy to your proxy, give a copy to your alternate, and give a copy to your doctor. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I'll see you next week. That was our show for today. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and write a review. You can follow us on Instagram at PurposeFilter and on our website, PurposeFilter.com. Join me next time for another episode. And thanks for listening.